Living on Earth relies on listeners like you to keep producing award-winning journalism for the planet. Please make your contribution today at LOE.org. Normally, bats hibernate through the cold winter months. But this winter, visitors to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in North Carolina have seen bats out and about. Scientists haven't confirmed the cause of this strange behavior, but the primary suspect is the devastating bat disease, white nose syndrome. Joining us now to discuss the news is Katie Gillis, Imperiled Species Coordinator at Bat Conservation International in Austin, Texas. Welcome to Living on Earth. Thank you. So Katie, tell us, what kinds of behavior are they seeing in these Smoky Mountain bats? The bats should be underground, nestled in their caves, uh, sleeping away the cold winter months. Unfortunately, they've been seeing some very erratic behavior, which involves bats flying around, up and down the trails, up around all of the buildings. And and I think they've even had a bat fly into a human being. And this, this is behavior that's usually indicative of a sick bat. So what do scientists think is causing this behavior? Well, what they think is causing it is a disease known as white-nose syndrome, and this is a new disease here in North America that's only been on the landscape for about the past six years. It is a fungal infection. It's a really aggressive fungus. Uh, It was recently named Geomyces destructans because it is a very destructive fungus that invades the bat's wings and nose and ears. They're they're really thin dermal tissue. And uh, the fungus goes in and basically breaks down that tissue. And this is very irritating and disruptive to the bats. The bats' immune systems are suppressed in the wintertime and they're, they're in a deep state of torpor. So their breathing is low, their heart rate is low, and their immune system is, is very unresponsive. This causes them, this irritation and disruption causes them to wake up repeatedly through the winter months. This is very costly to them. Waking up uh, uses critical fat reserves. And what happens is they are dehydrated, they're undernourished, they're malnourished, and and they leave their caves or their mines, wherever they're hibernating, in search of food and water. And it's, it's very harsh for them out in the winter in that type of condition, and they end up dying. Now, what bat species are affected? Right now, we have nine species of bats that are confirmed with either the disease or the fungus. And almost all of those species are seeing high fatality rates. The endangered gray bat just uh, earlier this year was confirmed with the disease. There's about a one to three year latency period when the disease is first documented before serious fatalities start to occur. So uh, we haven't seen any fatalities from gray bats yet. We may start to see those this winter, though. The endangered Indiana bat has also been confirmed with the disease, and we are seeing significant fatalities there. The little brown bat, which was once the most common bat in North America, is seeing such significant population declines that it's been petitioned for listing under the Endangered Species Act. Describe the current extent of the white nose epidemic for us. Where did it begin and how far has it spread? White nose was first discovered in a cave system in upstate New York back in 2006-2007, and it has spread voraciously from there. It currently occurs in 19 states and four Canadian provinces. It's as far south uh, as northern Alabama and as far west as uh, eastern Missouri. The fungus that causes it has also been confirmed in Iowa and Oklahoma, but the disease itself has not been confirmed in those states. Where did this fungus come from? 
Well, the fungus came from Europe. It traveled over here from Europe, a single point source of it, and then has expanded from there. So how are bat populations doing nationally here in the U.S.? I'm afraid they're faring terribly here in the U.S. Many, many sites are seeing up to 99% fatalities there. So these are sites that... Wait, you, you said 99%? That sounds like extinction. Yes, we, we are witnessing what may very well be a significant extinction event, something that, that our generation has never encountered before. And it's, it's terrible. It's terrible to witness. Um, I mean, there are biologists that go to these caves year after year to monitor and count the bats and see how the bat populations are doing. And, and they're walking into these caves that used to have 100,000 bats in it, and, and they're seeing just, you know, a handful of them now. For many people, bats are seen as pests. Why should we be so worried about their decline? Ecologically, bats are the primary predator for night-flying insects. And, you know, we, we can estimate that a single bat can consume four to eight grams of insects through the course of a night. And we don't really know, you know, what the loss of millions of bats on the landscape is going to mean ecologically. We can't really fathom that ripple effect. But, you know, because they are such significant controllers of these insect pests, they also impart some significant economic benefits to people. There was a, a paper that came out in 2011 in Science that looked at the math on this. And, and so, like I said, if a single bat can consume up to eight grams of insects each night, that means that, you know, millions of bats, right now they, they estimate that at least 5.7 million bats have been killed from white nose. So, so 5.7 million bats can consume 7,500 metric tons of insects annually. And those insects are currently not being consumed if we've lost 5.7 million bats on the landscape. And these are insects that we don't particularly like, I gather. Well, there's, there's you know, variety in a bat's diet, but certainly um, it's well documented that, that bats consume agricultural pests. And uh, not having them could be real detrimental to our agricultural ecosystems. And the same paper in Science that came out in 2011 estimates that ecological services of bats in agricultural services uh, impart a $23 billion benefit to U.S. farmers every single year. So that's more than the farm subsidy programs for many crops, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's, it's quite a lot. Katie Gillis is the Imperiled Species Coordinator at Bat Conservation International in Austin, Texas. Thanks for joining us, Katie. Thank you for having me. 